Social media marketing is such an important tool for getting the word out about the products and the services you offer and all the ways you can help your ideal customer and the people in your local area improve their lives. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Small Minded Podcast. I'm so excited to welcome you here today as we discuss the small towns, the small businesses, and specifically today, the small things you can do right now to improve your social media marketing for your small business. Now, as many of you already know, social media marketing is such an important tool for getting the word out about the products and the services you offer and all the ways you can help your ideal customer and the people in your local area improve their lives. And there are just a few things among the millions of strategies you can utilize and implement, but today I'm just going to focus on three things I want you to go out and do as soon as you're done listening to this episode, or maybe while you're even listening and multitasking. So we're going to break it down into the things you can do today, like I said, an action-packed pretty brief episode, but I just want you to be able to leave this episode and go out and put what I'm practicing and telling you about into use. When we think about social media marketing, the way I want you to approach it is in a way that we refer to in the marketing industry. And actually, I didn't even know there was a term for it when I started using it. It wasn't until about a year later that I heard this phrase and I was like, this is what I do but it's called content marketing. And maybe you're like, Molly, I heard this forever ago. But literally, I was doing these things and I didn't even know it was a strategy until I read a few more articles about a year into the business. Content marketing is not being salesy. It's not putting ourselves out there in every post and bragging about all the ways that we're awesome and all the ways that we help each other out. Because as small town, small business owners, I know a lot of you are uncomfortable with that approach anyway. You don't want to feature yourself. You don't want to harp on all the awesome things you do. You want to be humble. And content marketing fits right into that mentality. Content marketing is taking the things that you do and sharing it. So if it's a project that you're working on, sharing pictures or videos of that project. If it's a client that you helped, It's getting a testimonial that shares the transformation you gave them. And it's not so much every day showing up saying, buy this, purchase that, work with me. It's all the subtle ways that you demonstrate your expertise and your effectiveness through the photos and the videos and the stories that you share about the customers you've helped along the way. All of this, the three big things that I'm going to tell you about tie back into the philosophy and the strategy of content marketing, just sharing what you do every day. And it's nothing fancy. And a lot of the times the customers and the clients I work with say, I didn't even know people were interested in this. 
And that's exactly what makes it so interesting. It's the behind the scenes that you're so comfortable with that you don't even notice it anymore. But it's the things that people don't know about your business and they want to see more of. So think about content marketing. Think about what is it that you're working on in the day-to-day and how can you document that and share it out on social with your followers. So think about it in that perspective. And then these are the three things that I want you to do as soon as you're done listening to this episode. First, I want you to position the audience as the hero of your stories. And you are not the hero that swept in and fixed everything. You were the guide in this story that helped the hero solve a problem. All right, second thing, I want you to share stories, not just post about your sales. On social media, like I just said when I was kind of paraphrasing about content marketing, it's all about the stories we tell and the way we weave these stories into the posts that we put out into the interwebs. The things that are going to hit home with your small town audiences are the things that make them feel and the things that they can connect with. Not just the flashy graphics, not just those videos that are so greatly produced. I mean, those are helpful. But the things that are really going to stand out and make them remember you are the stories you tell. And that's what we're going to focus on as we go forward today. And the third thing I want you to focus on in your social media posts after you leave this episode is making sure that you are calling your audience to action. So we're not just putting posts out there and not giving our audience direction on how they can work with us. We're giving them instructions on where they can call. We're giving them the website that they can see more about our services. We are asking them to comment. We are asking them to like. We are asking them to share with their friends and neighbors. When you give your audience a next step, they are more likely to take it. If you don't give them a next step, they're going to scroll. Those are the three things I'm going to elaborate on in the rest of this episode. First, we're positioning your audience as the hero and you as the guide. Second, we are going to share stories, not sales. And third, we are going to give our audience calls to action or CTAs. All right, that is a summary of what you're going to hear in the remainder of today's episode. But first, I want to share this Molly Knuth Media client that I think you need to introduce yourself to. Let gravel grading and excavating in Cascade, Iowa move the earth for you. In the year 2004, gravel grading and excavating was founded after owner and founder Terry Gravel decided he had the entrepreneurial bug and he wanted to start his own business. He already had a decade of experience in the field and he knew that he had the combination of experience, understanding, and drive to begin his own family-owned and operated company. Almost a decade and a half later, gravel grading and excavating still operates on its founding tenets of offering high-quality, customer-oriented service to farmers, contractors, and residents of eastern Iowa. They offer a wide array of services and specialties, such as GPS locating, ag tile installation for farmers, and erosion control measures for those fields that maybe could use a little upkeep. They also offer laser grading and precision excavating capabilities if you're looking to dig a foundation for a new home or a new building in 2021. And they offer 
services like demolition, site prep, aggregate hauling, and finish work for municipal projects. Over the years, gravel grading and excavating has built a solid reputation as a company that is punctual, reliable, and skilled in their field. They are proud to be family-owned and operated, as well as partner with local businesses, both large and small, and give back to the community of Cascade in several ways. Gravel grading and excavating is ready to move the earth for you. Right now, they are booking clients for the end of 2020 and the new year 2021. So make sure that you reach out, find them at gravelgradingx.com or at gravelgrading and excavating on Facebook. Okay, so let's dive into those three steps that I said you can implement starting today that are going to improve your social media marketing efforts exponentially. First, we're going to position your audience as the hero and you as the guide. This to me is something that isn't completely foreign. As a former high school English language arts teacher, I got pretty familiar with literature and stories and identifying who was the hero of the story, who was their sage mentor and guide, and who was like the villain or the antagonist. But for those of you that aren't familiar with these literary concepts, let's break it down. Um... All right, this is the example we're going to go with, The Lion King. I'm sure many of us have seen that movie. So in The Lion King, the hero of the story is Simba. As he is a young cub, he is really conflicted about his role as the prince, and he's going to become the king, but he doesn't know if that's what he wants to do with his life. And he goes on this long journey from cub to lion. Along the way, He has struggles and hurdles, and he's constantly questioning himself as he matures into the role that he is to fulfill, but he's not doing it by himself. Under the guidance of the sage mentor, Rafiki, he is given the avenue or the route or the little tips and treasures that help him make the decision to go back to the Pride Lands and compete against Scar for his ultimate place at the throne, right? I know that was kind of like a strange little circuitous route we just went down. But think about how many other movies, books, TV shows that you have consumed that have this same kind of setup. There's a hero who has a problem, needs to go on a journey to solve the problem. And along the way, they meet up with someone who can be a guide that gives them advice and helps them out to find and solve their ultimate problem. So let's just keep on the Disney track here. If you're a fan of the movie Cars, Lightning McQueen, he's the hero. He has problems. Who's the sage mentor? The police car that I can't think of the name of. Um, If we're going to continue down this route, let's talk about the movie Finding Nemo. So the hero of the story is Marlin, the dad who is going after his son who got lost along the way. And as he goes on this journey, he meets this mentor who is actually kind of a comical character, but gives a lot of fresh perspective and life advice in Dory, right? And there are so many other books and movies we could talk about, but that hero and guide relationship is something that's really important. And I never really understood this until I read the marketing book, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, and I'm going to link to it in the show notes today. This book was really revolutionary to me 
in my journey of being a business owner because it talked about how to take that concept of hero and guide and apply it to our marketing. Because a lot of times when we are marketing and feeling like we're missing the mark, it's because we're trying to put ourselves in the role of the hero. How we created this product or we've been on this uh, main street for 40 years or we have done this or that in the community. And while it's okay to share those things from time to time and it can endear us to our audience, if we are continuously positioning ourselves as the heroes in the story, that's something that a lot of our followers can't identify with. They identify more with having a problem and they want to know how they can get this problem solved. And if you position yourself as the hero who has all the answers and you're the star of the show, that's something that's going to miss the mark with the audience. But if in your marketing, you can take the perspective of being the person who is the guide, has those helpful tips, has those helpful pieces of advice, and you have the wisdom of being in the hero's shoes before and you can offer them perspective and help, that's when you create those lasting relationships and those really strong pieces of marketing that stick in your audience's brain. So let's give some examples of how you can utilize this. Let's say that you who are listening, maybe you are a photographer and you want to know how you can put this hero guide relationship into your own marketing. So rather than say, I'm a photographer who has 12 years of experience, I've shot everything from families to seniors to babies, and I can be the person you hire for your next photo session you're going to approach it with this angle instead. Say, hey, you, you're a mom. You have three kids, ages newborn to three years old, and you know that family pictures stress you out. From picking out wardrobes to sweating while you're trying to get the kids to sit still, family photos can be complicated and stressful. Hi, I'm so-and-so photography, and my goal is to help Busy moms and dads make family pictures a joy instead of a stressful occasion. I do that by having mini sessions that are only 15 minutes instead of 60 minutes. I do that by being active behind the camera. I do that by bringing snacks and drinks to each session so kids can unwind and relax. So in that example of the photographer, you are speaking to the hero of the story, the mom who is stressed out by the idea of getting these family pictures. And then you can even take that a step further by being like, moms, you are so awesome. Or dads, you are so awesome. You're doing all these things and you're trying to preserve memories of these moments for your family for years to come. Let me help you. Or you can be the guide by saying, dad, do you have a hard time picking out the family's wardrobe for the photos? Here's what I've learned in my 12 years of experience. A. Don't be matchy-matchy. B, here's how you balance patterns. C, blah, blah, blah. So by giving that sage advice, by putting your audience and your ideal customer in the role of the hero, you can help them solve problems and then they will view you as the expert and remember you the next time they need your product or your service. Let's take another example. Not photography this time. Let's talk about a contractor. You build houses. And 
you want to communicate to older adults who are looking to downsize from their homes and move into smaller places with less maintenance. So let's say you're building a condo and you want to pre-sell the units. If you're a contractor and your ideal customer is the person who's going to buy this condo, you want to think about what problems is that person having? They are the hero, remember? So the story is about them. So maybe they're having a hard time keeping up with mowing the lawn. Maybe they don't want to face another winter of shoveling 12 inches of snow. Maybe they don't have the energy to clean the whole house. Maybe they are thinking for the future and they want to set some more money aside in their savings. So for all of these reasons, they're thinking that maybe it's time to make a move with their home. So you can speak to each of those pain points and each of those questions that they have and position yourself as the person who can help them find the answer. So in your one month of social media posts, maybe the first week you talk about the outdoor maintenance. And then you can say, hey, if you move into this condo setup, we have people contracted who are going to mow your grass. We have contracts or we have lists of recommendations of landscapers who can come and do seasonal maintenance to your shrubbery. Or we have uh, neighborhood flower planters that we maintain and upkeep and all you need to do is sit back and enjoy the flowers. You are addressing their problem of having too much work to do outdoors and really wanting to scale that back. But as the guide, you're saying, you know what, you can still enjoy all of these things without the work and the maintenance because we solved that problem for you. So you're not the hero, they're the hero, and then you are just guiding them and helping them with the problems that they're experiencing. And in approaching it in that regards, you're not being super salesy. You're putting their problem first, and then you're showing them the way to solve it. So it doesn't feel so icky and buy from me, sell from me, here's what we have. It feels more like, hey, we understand the problems that you're having as you age, and here's how we can help you while still giving you that quality of life that you want. Again, all of this is not unique to me. I didn't come up with any of these ideas. I got them from the book Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, and I would highly, highly, highly recommend heading over to the show notes or searching on Amazon and purchasing that book. I actually love it so much that I linked to it on my website because I think it's a book that all business owners need to read before they even start marketing. Or if they've already started the business, you need to stop what you're doing right now and read that book before you allocate another dollar or market another product. So keep your audience as the hero. They are the important one in this story. You are just helping them solve problems. All right, second thing you can do today to improve your social media marketing going forward is to write stories, share stories, not sales. Now, I know that we are here because we are business owners or we are event planners in our community or we are volunteers trying to get people to sign up or we are city administrators and city programmers and all those things. And we want to appeal to our small town folk. And that's great. But we can't just keep, you know, I don't really have a good analogy here, but like beating a dead horse. That's the only thing I can think of. I know, I know that's really terrible. But if you only talk about the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, eventually you are going to kind of numb your audience to the message that you're sharing. 
you want to find that sweet spot. You have to talk about what you're doing more than once in order to get somebody to remember it, but it can't be the only thing you ever talk about. Think about going to like a dinner party and there's those people there that like every time you sit by them, you're like, I know before I even get there exactly what we're going to talk about because this person doesn't know how to talk about anything except their job or they only know how to talk about problems or what have you. But you don't want to be that person on social media when it comes to your business. So you want to have a variety of things you talk about and you want to do it in an interesting way that makes your followers want to keep following you and not only keep following you, but binge your content. The way we do that is thinking about it in the way of entertainment and thinking about those pieces of our culture that really stick with us, both in memory and in how we want to consume them. And a lot of times that's going to be our books, our short stories, our movies, our film, those things that tell us the story of a person or people and they just like get connected to our hearts. So not saying that every post has to be touchy-feely, but it should follow some kind of story format. And again, this is all from Building a Story Brand, my favorite marketing book ever. But, you know, if nothing else, this podcast might convince you to purchase that book and read it. Um, But if we're thinking about telling a story, what that means is we don't need to give away all the goods and all the details in one post, right? We want to weave stories and themes and threads into the posts that we share over the course of a day, over the course of a week, or over the course of a month. The way I like to implement this is in weekly features for my clients. For example, I have a dirt moving client, earth moving, grading and excavating client. And what I could do is just feature pictures of the equipment all the time, or I could just show the finished product of projects that they complete, which would be fine and it would be very successful. But those features that are the most engaging to my audience are those ones that I tell in the form of a story. So let's take, for example, a job that they had a couple years back where it was this home. It was beautiful. It had a gorgeous location. But over the course of several years, the shrubbery had become overgrown. The trees had obstructed their view. They couldn't utilize the yard because it was on a hillside and the slope was too much. So they needed somebody to come in and kind of clean things up and fix it and make it really an outdoor living space. So what they did, my client, was they took pictures before, during, and after that project. And I was able to put those pieces together in the format of a story. So on day one, I said, stick with us for the next couple of weeks. As we tell the story of this family that wanted to better utilize their outdoor living spaces. So the first part of the series, if you will, I showed the before. I talked about how these photos that we had of the beginnings of the project illustrated overgrown shrubbery, overgrown trees, limited space. And then I talked about the problems that the customer had from those overgrowths. Again, we're kind of following number one here that I gave you too, where I'm putting that homeowner and the role of the hero. Then on day two of this feature, I brought in my client's perspective. Again, making them the guide. Using their expertise, my client was able to suggest 
grading it here, putting in retaining walls there, cutting back this tree but keeping that one, trimming back the bushes but only so much, putting in drainage lines to prevent erosion, which is what they had had earlier and caused all these problems. That was how I positioned my client as the guide. They had expertise. They had done something like this before. And using that wisdom, they were able to help the homeowner who was the hero. So that was still two days worth of posts, but I'm still only in the beginning phase of this project. So day three on social media, that's when I could post like the messy middle photos. And I could say, here's what it looked like after demolition. Maybe day four, I could post a picture of here's what it looked like as our skid loader was at work. Or maybe I could say, here's a problem that we ran into in the middle of it. Or here's a change that the homeowner wanted to make from our original plan and how we adjusted for it. And then as I was bringing the series to a close, I wanted to do some final views, right? And say, here's what it looks like now. And then I could do maybe like a before photo and an after photo and say, here's the side by side so you can compare. And then maybe in another day of post, I could put, Here's the testimonial that we had from this amazing homeowner. And then make sure in that testimonial, the homeowner shares like how much more they use the space, how much better their view is, how the grading and excavating client of mine was the guide in their journey to make their home more livable and their outdoor spaces more usable. So that kind of tackles two things at once. It positions the homeowner as the hero and it positions my client as the guide to solve the hero's problems, help solve the hero's problems. And then that shows how you can take one project and tell it in the format of a story instead of just saying, here you go, here's the final shot and share one picture in one day on social media. I'm creating this bingeable content that people can't help but want to see the final results of. So they're following along on this journey too. They want to see like on house hunters or like on a flip or flop or on um, Chip and Joanna Gaines show Fixer Upper. If they're catching the first part, they can't help but get invested and want to see how that project resolves itself. So it's the format of a story. And I use that on social media. And you can do all of that in the course of a series on social media. You can do that in a blog post. You can do that in a testimonial or a case study. You can do that in an email series. There's a lot of ways that you can incorporate this concept of storytelling into your digital marketing. And again, those story formats are what really like embed themselves in our brain. We remember stories so much better than we can remember random facts and phone numbers and things like that, but we can remember stories. So utilize that simple way of sharing information and Figure out how what you do tells a story as you go. If you're not in the service industry and you don't have those like before and after transformations, maybe you're product-based, if you're a boutique, you can still tell stories. So think about the stories that exist in your business origin story. Think about the team that you have. How did they get involved with you? What is their life like outside of work? What do they love about being part of your store? Think about like specific influencers or clients that you have, and maybe you can share their stories and they can be a feature of the week and they can talk about why they love your store and your, the favorite products that you carry that they love to purchase. 
So stories exist all around us. It's just a matter of looking inward and saying, what is it that makes me and my business special? And how can I share that out? Again, all about content marketing. Okay, I said this was going to be a short episode, but here I am just chatting away. So step three of something you can implement as soon as you're done listening to this episode is giving your audience a call to action each and every time they interact with a piece of you on digital marketing formats. If it's this podcast, at the end of the podcast, every outro gives you ways that you can engage with the podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, how you can leave reviews. I'm giving you next steps that I want you to follow. Even throughout the duration of this episode, I keep reminding you of things I want you to do when you're done listening so that you can take this and act on it. That's a call to action. On a Facebook post, your call to action could be click this link to read the full article or give me a like if you agree or tag your friend in the comments if you want to be entered to win this giveaway. Over on Instagram, it could be save this post for later if you're thinking about doing XYZ. In an email, it could be subscribe to our email newsletter if you want weekly updates. So there's so many ways that you can give call to actions, and not all of them have to be buy from me, purchase from me, sign up, and get on my schedule. Sometimes you should have those call to actions, but you need to use that strategically. So make sure that sometimes you are reminding people how to get in contact and work with you because we're here to market our businesses. We're not here just for a hobby. But we don't want every call to action to be pushing a sale. We want sometimes to be guiding people to save these posts, to comment on these posts, to share it with their friends, because that then helps us get more people familiarized with who we are and what we do. And it really promotes our reach and our social media effectiveness in that way. But having a call to action is super important by giving your audience something to do and an action to take once they are done interacting with this piece of content that you have out there on social media. Once they take action, it does help them remember you a little bit better and bring you to the top of mind when they need someone who does what you do or sells what you sell. Okay, guys, I'm bringing this to a close. In conclusion, If you want to really maximize the effectiveness of your social media marketing, there are three things that I want you to do. Actually, four. So first, I want you to really think about how the person that is best for your product and service, they are the hero of the story. And you are the person who can help them solve problems and find answers to the things that they have going on in their lives. When you can position yourself in that way, you are really being a meaningful part of your followers' life and they're going to look to you as an expert and they're going to seek out your advice in days, weeks, months to come. Whether or not they decide to purchase from you or become your client or customer, they will still see you in their head as that person they can go to when they have a question about whatever it is you're an expert in. And they'll share that with their friends when they have a friend who has a problem that you can help solve, right? So they are the hero of the story. You are the guide. Second, when you're thinking about laying out your social media content and how you're sharing on social media, remember that stories are so, so powerful. Rather than these one-off posts with 
single images or with like one-time things, think about how you can create and craft stories around your projects and products and services and how you can weave these into the course of weeks or how you can talk about transformations of clients and customers and really use that storytelling effectiveness and the power behind that to make you memorable in the eyes of your followers. And third thing, never leave your audience without a call to action. The call to action can be simple, like double tap if you love this post, or it can be complex, like click here to get on our weekly email or shop at www.mollyknuthmedia.com shop. You can give them different calls to action and different calls to action are going to be easy to complex and then they'll also be more engaging or less engaging. But always give a call to action on how your followers and viewers and listeners can take action once they're done. And then the fourth thing, if you want more information on any of this, I swear Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller is my favorite marketing book and you need to go read it. It's on Amazon, but I'll also link to it in the show notes. So if you want to read it for yourself, all you got to do is click over there and add it to your cart. Thank you guys so much for being here. I love sharing actionable tips that you guys can implement right away. And I hope that some of the things you heard here in this episode, you can start using today, tomorrow, this week on your own social media feeds so that you can grow your small town, small businesses and make a big impact in your community. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and I will be back next week with even more here on the Small Minded Podcast. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived, being small-minded. <laughs>